Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. We're continuing to go through Genesis as I really want to encourage Christian Christians, young and old, and in particular want to encourage my, my, my fellow brothers and my sons, my son-in-laws, and uh, anybody who will listen really to be into being God's Word, to be reading His Word instead of just taking others for it. But also, as you read God's Word, to study it, to know what's being said, and not to come up with your own revelation, per se. And so, to encourage us with that. And one of the things I hope to do in the podcast again, which I did back in the beginning, was encourage you also in the reading of some great books. For instance, what are some of the books that I have read that I found really profitable in my walk with the Lord and my relationship with God and being a man of God and being a person of God, being a good husband, a good spouse, being a good parent, and nowadays being a good grandparent and being a, a true disciple maker and that disciple making starting with uh, my family and then those who God puts in my life. So just want to continue to encourage us to keep us humble and to keep us moving forward. And Genesis 19, you know, this morning I just, just, this is going through my head a lot and reading, reading through Genesis again and just remembering who we are and also as I've grown in my own relationship with the Lord and seeing things with a more mature eyes, if you will, or more mature heart and then realizing the foolishness of the younger me and wanting to speak to that, if you will. And, and so in Genesis 19, of course, we have the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Really, there's five cities that are destroyed, Sodom and Gomorrah being the main ones, and Sodom being the one that, that Lot is living in. And for us that ponder the question, why did God rescue Lot? There's no way God thought something maybe good was going to come out of this, and and we and so we do know what happened, and I, I think there's I think God knew what was going to happen, but I also think there's the other side of it. Well, what if He doesn't rescue Lot? How does Abraham respond? So here's here's the reality. Earlier in chapter 18, Abraham prays. Abraham intercedes for Lot, and so God rescues Lot. So there's the answer, right? That God rescued Lot because Abraham prayed that God would rescue Lot. Now, would that end up being in Abraham's future best interest? And the answer is no. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But so Lot is rescued. And in the rescue of Lot, though, some other things come out. So I want to read a little bit about this, a couple of verses in here. And so um, they're, they're, the morning, as verse 15, as the morning dawn, and, and of course we're in Genesis chapter 19. As the morning dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand. And the Lord being merciful to them, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. All right, now, let's back up a little bit. Earlier, Lot witnesses and his family witnesses that all these, all the men of the city have come to take hold of these two men, these two angels, 
And then they are able to confuse and create blindness and confusion, I think, amongst all the men. So they were not able to break down Lot's door, which would have been really easy for them to do. But they're not able to because they can't find a door. There's also there's a confusion. And you have to know that Lot and his wife and his daughters and maybe even his son-in-laws are experiencing and seeing all this. And yet, after seeing all that, seeing the miraculous power of these angels, if you will, they still don't want to listen to them. Not even Lot. This is how powerful materialism is. This is how powerful living in comfort is. We don't want to give it up. And even when God warns us that we need to be pulled away, we need to leave our riches, we need to leave our earthly comforts, if you will, because God's getting ready to destroy it, and yet Lot does not want to go. He literally has to be grabbed and forced out of it. And so the power of Abraham's prayer is that Lot's will and his wife's and his daughter's are trumped by Abraham's prayer. And so the angels pull them out. Now let's move a little bit more forward. They pull them out. And now they're in a position where now Sodom and Gomorrah are being destroyed. And we have this instance where Lot's wife is turned into a pillar of salt because she turns back. And really, a better translation might be that she she wandered back. Or she... It wasn't that she just turned around and looked at it. It's more of... She was, she kind of went back and she got back close enough to Sodom and Gomorrah that the aspect of the destruction, which would maybe it was volcanoes erupting, that kind of thing, turned her into a pillar of salt, which would be consistent with what happens <clears throat> to the that happened to the people like in Pompeii. So the, the reality is, is that she was so gripped by her lifestyle and this sinful culture of Sodom and Gomorrah that she couldn't even be pulled away from it by angels. And so for us to recognize the reality that we can't rescue everybody. And even when we do rescue some people, maybe it's not really for the best. And so for us to ponder what is God doing in our life, what is God doing in our culture, in our neighborhoods, our our where we live, where we're in the midst of, everything that we're in the midst of, you know, one, how are we praying and who are we praying for? And two, are we really willing and ready to do whatever God asks us to do, or God tells us to do, or warns us to do? So the warning was there for Lot and his family and his future son-in-laws, and they became just dead men. And so did his wife. She became a dead woman. And Lot and his two daughters escape. Now, they don't go where the angel of the Lord tells Lot to go. Lot pleads with them, hey, can I go into this city? And they do. And then they eventually end up in the mountains where God was going to take them to begin with. So another quick lesson from this chapter is that maybe we should just learn to listen and and have first-time obedience, if you will, to what God calls us to do. Because that delayed obedience is really disobedience. And Lot ends up in the spot where God was telling him to go anyways. And then the, the last part that I want to talk about is that the, the bad taste of the end of chapter 19 where his Lot's daughters realized, hey, dad's genealogy is done with. 
unless we do something. So they, they get their father drunk in two nights in a row, and each of them become pregnant by their father. And two, two nations are born, uh, born, one in each of Lot's daughters, are two nations that are born that to this day are a thorn in the side of the descendants of Abraham or Israel, the, the Hebrews. And so, wow, a lot came out of Abraham's prayer. Way to go, Abraham. Way to pray for Lot to be rescued, daggone it. I bet you you're still enjoying those that, that prayer life that you had back in those days. So be careful what you pray for. Understand prayer is powerful. It's super powerful. It got Lot rescued. And but that doesn't end the the doesn't end the sin nature of man. And Lot and his daughters were very much wrapped up in a in a culture that was very sinful. There was a lot of pride, a lot of uh, a lot of narcissism, if you will, involved with Lot and his daughters. And to this day, the children of Israel suffer at the hands of the two nations that are born out of Lot's daughters. So this part is going a little bit long, almost 10 minutes here, but just to encourage us to really, as we mature in our walk with the Lord, to just really learn to trust God, to be on our knees in prayer, and to realize that prayer is powerful, that God is very, very powerful, that God is very, very concerned about us and about us being holy and pure and just and Lot was not, but Abraham was, and Abraham was patient, and Abraham was not perfect, and but even at this point, Abraham has not had Isaac. He has not fathered from Sarah a child yet, and yet he is waiting on the Lord and trusting on God and, and all that. So he's not perfect, and we're going to see that in the next chapter, but Let's move on, right? Let's let's be on our knees. Let's be studying God's word. Let's be moving forward with all that God has for us and trusting God. So I pray that God would find you this week really leaning forward and trying to trust him more and more, building that relationship with God, that his spirit would be upon you, that you would grow in favor with God, and that in that, God would cause you to grow in favor with those around you that he wants for you to be growing in favor with, right? So let's let's be the salt and the light that God's called us to be and not the kind of salt that Lot's wife became. God bless you guys. Have a great day.